1: Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined remotely, of course, by Tor Cardona and Harriet Russell. Hi, guys. Hello. What have you guys been
2: watching, listening to, reading to pass the time? Harriet? Yeah, I have to say, from like a sort of watching perspective, I really thought I was going to be one of those people who's like, right, now's the time, all the movies, all the box sets, let's just do it. But actually, I've found it kind of hard to sort of commit to anything because I found it a time where I'm actually sort of, fairly distracted and can't really get my mind off things. So I've actually found podcasts to be much more helpful because Mm -hmm. in the evenings, I'm sure like many people... I work until about sort of seven seven thirty, and then I tend to speak to my family and my friends either on Zoom or or house party or whatever. And then it's sort of time to start getting ready for bed. And so I found that podcasts at bedtime have actually been my saving grace. And Mm. if anyone, and don't you feel how you spend the whole day
3: looking at a screen, and that's the last thing I want to do is look at more screens.
2: Yeah, and also I tend when I work, I tend to like having some sort of background noise, nothing that I have to concentrate on. So. You know, like old episodes of Friends, or whatever, standard. But to me, it sort of mimics the idea of being in the office as there being mm. sort of other voices around. So, yeah, by the time I sort of come to finish work, the idea of watching more TV kind of doesn't actually appeal to me as much as I thought it would, which mm-hmm. is kind of surprising. But yeah, podcasts have been my saving grace, as I said. And everyone knows that I'm sort of SL's resident podcast junkie. So in my roundup, I put a few that have been really helping me in there. And probably comes as no surprise to you, Charlotte, that I absolutely love Brene Brown's oh, podcast. I'm <laughs>
1: obsessed with her. <laughs> I've, I've talked about her so many times in this podcast. She's amazing.
2: Yeah, but she has this podcast, which only launched at the beginning of the year. So it's still relatively new called Unlocking Us. Mm-hmm. And I just think if you're sort of struggling to maybe... Think through your emotions or even understand how you're feeling. Like we've all just said, right? You're up and down every single day. You're not quite sure what's coming next. It's all a bit of a roller coaster. She's so good at sort of dissecting human psyche and human behavior and sort of your responses to things that it's a really sort of reassuring presence, I think. So Mm -hmm. definitely recommend that one. And what does
1: she do? Does she interview people? Does she just talk? How does it work?
2: It's kind of a mix. So she'll draw on research from her own sort of psychological work. And then she'll also have guests on the various podcasts. So it sort of depends which episode you want to tune in to. But obviously, they all have different specialisms and different kind of points of view on life so there is sort of something for everyone and every episode is quite clearly signposted in terms of which episode is going to deal with what sort of theme. so mm-hmm. you can definitely find something perhaps that if you're struggling specifically with anxiety or another emotion there'll, there'll be something for you I'm sure. Cool
1: I listened to her on Russell Brand's podcast if you haven't listened to it it's so worth listening. I haven't so good. but I'm definitely going to listen to that. It's a bit um what's the word? Spiritual woo woo. Spiritual woo woo that's what woo woo was the one I was going for spiritual was the polite version but it's really worth a listen if you are into all of that and also there's her netflix special which came out i think at the beginning of this year towards the end of last year which is just brilliant correct me if i'm wrong it's the only netflix special that stand up but like not comedy so it's like her on stage but it's not a comedy show yeah obviously. it's more like a ted talk isn't it it's a, exactly it's like an extended ted talk it's brilliant yeah. so i'm with you big advocate for her uh, there was another podcast that you recommended that i sent you a message about saying this sounds amazing and i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet
2: but what i know was it? i know what it is because I've it to- on my
1: list as well it's the what is called the ultimate
2: The Immaculate Deception. Yes, The Immaculate
1: immaculate Deception. Have you listened to it, Harriet?
2: I haven't listened to it yet, but I put it on there because it's been on my to listen list for a long time. And I agree, it sounds amazing. Mm. For those who haven't heard about it, what's it about? So The Immaculate Deception is about this fertility doctor called Jan Carbert, who was famous because it didn't matter who went to see him. They ended up getting pregnant from going to see this fertility doctor. And his results were sort of absolutely renowned. He was based in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And basically, the idea is that when the clinic closed, it closed rather suddenly and people weren't quite sure why. And then slowly, rumours started to circulate about his methods and why the results had been so incredible and so flawless. And particularly questions about the children who were conceived at the clinic. And they became known as the Carback Kids. And basically, there were lots of questions about what had happened to their mothers inside the clinic, what sort of treatment they'd received, and why all of these kids were born in, in such a short period of time. And obviously, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I'm sure you can put kind of like two and two together from that short description that basically, this was a doctor who was determined to create life basically through any means possible. Oh, I just oh got my
1: goosebumps. I know. Creepy. Maria, who edits our podcast, has just chipped in to say that she's listened and it's brilliant. So I'm looking forward to giving that a listen. I'm going to chip in and talk about a podcast that I listen to also on Maria's recommendation this week. It is called The Missing Crypto Queen. It's a BBC, Harriet's nodding away. It, it um, went into one of my roundups. Oh, good. By the way, for those who are wondering, we can now see each other this week because Maria had the genius idea to have a Zoom conference that's muted whilst we record the podcast. So genius. Anyway, The Crypto Queen. Harriet, how do you listen to it? I've listened
2: to it. It's so
1: good. So it's The Missing Crypto Queen and it is a BBC investigation into a lady who founded a cryptocurrency and then a few years later disappeared with hundreds of millions of pounds worth of investors' money. And investors always sounds like, you know, men in suits, but these were really, really poor people from all over the world and some from really underprivileged Places who were told that this was a kind of get rich quick scheme. So, a team of BBC journalists go off to try and find her. And it's about their kind of wild goose chase, trying to hunt her down, like all over Europe. And it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. I sort of wish there was a more definitive conclusion. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that she's still missing, but it's a really scary and eye opening look into how people can be manipulated into really, really buying into something. It's really worth a listen.
3: Wow. Well, I've been listening to less highbrow stuff. I've been working my way back through the catalogue of Desert Island Dishes podcast, which I absolutely love. I love that with Margie. Oh. It's just so good. And I'm getting really into cooking at the moment now. I've got more time at home and mm-hmm. I've always loved cooking, but I particularly am enjoying that podcast at the moment. It's just her voice is so soothing and I love listening to people talk about food. So that's so the lovely
1: good. the lovely Margie, Much, yeah. who has been on the She likes, her likes Podcast before, actually. And she talks her guests through, well, it's a bit like Desert Island Discs, but for food. Food, isn't it
3: exactly and yeah last week I listened to a really nice one with Nadia from Bake Off oh well, love her um yeah it's just she's fascinating and you really learn about someone's life and mm-hmm. how food has been so integral to their culture and everything and yeah it's so good highly recommend
2: good. for some light listening I have to recommend the episode with Stanley Tucci The Stanley Tucci episode yeah, yeah. it's amazing wow. and I just love him so much If I think I've seen Julie and Julia like 500 times. Oh, my God. Me I love too. that film so much. And he's just amazing in it. So when I found out that he'd been on Desert Island Dishes, I was like, top of the list.
1: Speaking of Julie and Julia, I've been forcing Ben through a back catalogue of kind of comforting Nora Ephron, Nancy Meyers kind of films. And so in the last three days alone, we have watched Home Again, which is a Reese Witherspoon film. And we've also watched It's Complicated with Meryl Sue and Alec Baldwin. And oh my God, they are just like, not only are they both lovely and funny and silly, they are just lifestyle goals, the food, the houses, the setting, the decor, all of it. I just am so into it. And Ben absolutely loved Home Again, particularly. So if you're looking for something to entertain your other half, I, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. I also highly recommend Disney Play- Yes, (laughs) at all. I downloaded Disney Plus too. Well, tell us about it for those who don't really know much. Oh, it's just Netflix Disney,
3: basically. Streaming service, Um, isn't it? Exactly. And I thought, you know, for the sake of 40 quid a year, I'm not spending too much money at the moment. So I'm going to invest in that. And it's so good. So on Sunday, I watched The Parent Trap. And then last night, we watched 101 Dalmatians, the one with the people. So you're enjoying Disney Plus? I am because, I don't know, there's something, it's really comforting and it has a real sense of nostalgia about it. And Mm -hmm. that kind of comfort is just really nice at the moment. And
1: yeah, I'm indulging in all those guilty pleasures, frankly. I also downloaded it and they have every episode ever of Boy Meets World. Did you guys watch that? I no. didn't know. Oh, it was my favorite. You should watch it, Tor.
3: That's another yeah. great, a great trip down memory lane. I think. Don't laugh, but the Aristocats is on the cards for tonight.
1: Oh, one Just of my absolute facts. favorites. Well, my From... great uncle is in the Aristocats. What? Harry, you might not know this. So, my great uncle was the voice of Tigger in Winnie the Pooh. I didn't know that. That's Stop cool. It. Yeah, and he's also one of the Aristocats. He played the Chinese cat. Chinese that is cat. so cool, Charlotte. Mm. That's a really it good is claim cool, to claim. isn't it? It's is a claim. fame. Yeah, yeah. It's a good claim. To claim.
3: So, you recommend Disney Plus, tour? Oh, I mean, worth every penny absolutely great so did you have a book you wanted to recommend as well
1: yeah i did actually
3: i'm actually reading loads at the moment i finished queenie which i loved i'm sure everyone's read it but I, I actually haven't it.
1: no and i haven't either shot... shot... i know and everybody raves about it and i would really, oh, really like yeah. to it.
3: it's so good if i could lend it to you i would but it is honestly <laughs> so good you'll you'll read it in like a, a few days it's so remind me what it's about i'd say it's the 21st century bridget jones she's a young black woman living in brixton which is just down the road so you i felt <laughs> kind of quite geographically close to her Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just her she's a journalist and it's her yeah dating life problems mental health problems this is really good
1: very relevant we touched a little bit before on how to stay positive and stay calm in these crazy times. And we wrote a feature on 10 ways to maintain a calm and positive attitude right now. These included things like limiting social media usage, making sure you make time for yourself and sticking to a routine. So I want to know, what have the two of you been doing, podcasts and Disney Plus aside, to make sure that you're okay right now? Tour.
3: Well, this is going to sound pretty woo-woo to most people, but <laughs> I did my first virtual Reiki session last week and it was... I'm not gonna lie, a bit of a strange situation because I was lying in my bed on a Zoom call and both of our audio and video was off. So I was just lying in a room on my own with my eyes closed. Wait, but, your
1: audio and your video was off and she was just yeah, watching you. Hers was off as well. Whoa, fascinating. Okay, hang on. So, yeah. th- so that's already thrown a spanner in the works for me because my understanding of Reiki was that it's somebody kind of running their hands H- uh, yeah, over your a energy. Treatment. Right. Yeah. So how does that work if you're not in the same space?
3: The idea is that energy isn't kind of a physical contact thing. It can be delivered over space and time. And I'm okay. not kidding when I tell you the session I had with her last week was exactly, it felt exactly the same as the sessions I've had with her when I'm in the, in the room with her
1: fascinating so what is it like analysis is it like she kind of feels you or is it healing like, what is it what's she doing it's, to you? it's healing she's basically working
3: through your body and working out where you're not you're a bit out of whack where, you're, mm-hmm. where your chakras are feeling imbalanced but you can feel it as she's going around i can i could tell you where she was working on as she was going through my body
1: and how is she tapping into you if she's she can't magic. see you or hear you so she's,
3: she's mag- magic she's magic <laughs> <laughs> that's what a healer is trained in you know she's trained in reiki and I, I believe when you train in Reiki half of the training is distance training. So no way. Yeah, and she And she said it's her preferred way of, of doing it and receiving it as well. Because then afterwards, you haven't got to go and fight with the tube or get home. I was just yes. here and it was so nice.
1: It's like when you have a massage at home versus exactly. having, having one Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's so interesting. Go on, give her a plug. Who is she? Um, she's called
3: Jasmine Harsono and she's the founder of Emerald and Tiger. It's just a lovely brown. They do really cool wellness events. Well, I've seen like Jasmine Hemsley, I know, was doing sound baths over mm. whatever, Oh yeah, time or Zoom or something. I did that on Sunday as well. Oh yeah. So a sound bath. Yeah, uh, that was weird because... Because I don't know if you've ever done a sound bath, mm-hmm. but the sound itself, when you're in the room, is absolutely overwhelming to the point where the idea is vibrations heal you. Right. So over sound, it was a little bit tinny, but again, I found it really powerful and I felt so relaxed afterwards.
1: And going back to the Reiki, what is that feeling afterwards? Is it relaxation? Is it mindful, po- like peace? I, what is it? I felt
3: so calm and like there was no stress in the world. I just felt absolutely at peace. Fascinating. She mm, could tell I was really stressed. I needed to be grounded. Yeah, and she, she brings up a lot of personal things that she just knows about you.
2: Yeah, amazing. Just Question think. though, if she doesn't connect audio or visually, why do you need to be on a Zoom call at all? I know what you mean, Harry.
3: I'm not too sure, to be honest. At the beginning, you do have a little chat and just how you're feeling, a little like consultation,
1: but okay. very brief, very brief. And surely you need some form of connection. Like surely there needs to be a something. Mm. And that's just, you're sharing, I don't know, internet waves. <laughs> yeah, know.
3: I've met her A couple of times before so maybe if you had never seen her before she would like to have a call or I don't know I don't know how that would work but yeah I mean I really enjoyed it it made me feel loads better so tick my box yeah
1: who cares what anybody else thinks as long as it works for you exactly Um, Harriet what are you doing to stay sane I feel like over the phone Reiki probably isn't in your repertoire currently
2: not currently no but (laughs) I do normally sit next to Tor in the office So some wellness stuff has definitely creeped into my life. Okay, such as? Well, definitely CBD for anyone who watched our (laughs) last for now show would have seen me talking about CBD on there and the brand that Tor got me onto, I actually really rate. It's called CB2. Mm-hmm. But the two is like almost Roman numerals. But if you just look up that on Google, it will take you straight there. It's, it's fairly cost efficient compared to a lot of them as well, which can be hideously expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste great, but I don't think many of them do. Do they talk? No, not. I think they are that quite distinctive grassy taste. But as I say, they're like yeah. herby. Mm. Yeah. And I have to say, in the first week when we were kind of doing the whole transition from office into working from home, I was so stressed, so anxious. And CBD was such a lifesaver. But I haven't really relied on it too much in the last two, maybe week or two. I have to get better at a routine, I think. I'm one of these people who I don't enjoy working from home because I kind of just keep going until something else happens, like a mm-hmm. family call or, or whatever. But that's I have not, to say... That's not
3: good, Harriet. You need to establish the boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: But interestingly, I have, and Becky would be so proud of me, I feel like I am finally taking advantage in the evenings. When it says make time for yourself and doing all of the beauty things that I would never claim to have time for, like trying out all of my self-tanners, which I'm normally so afraid and don't have the time or patience to experiment with. Can it I tell you, I, time.
1: I get a lot of messages about fake tan, as you would I imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what a lot of people have said to me, that, that they are now using this opportunity to experiment because who cares? No yeah, one's if gonna see you. you make
2: a mistake, no one's going to see you. You don't have to go to the office the next day. So
1: what have you liked? What is your number one tanning product so far? So. Or have they all been Disaster.
2: no the ones i really rate so far are facial tanning drops from balance me which has just had a complete revamp of its brand i think because they sent becky some stuff which, sorry, Becky, I sort of ravaged her stash the day before. I, I was like one of the last ever people to visit the office. Yeah, <laughs> um, was, yeah. And all of her stuff was piling up. She did give me permission, Tor will okay. attest to this, <laughs> on our did. WhatsApp group. She was like, go for it, whatever. <laughs> and they were in there and I thought, oh, I'll give those a go. And so far, I'm quite enjoying them. I put them on at night, mixed into moisturiser. Come the morning, when you wash your face... I do feel like quite a lot of it comes off, but that's probably a good thing because then it mm. doesn't sort of go patchy. I have also been experimenting with some tanning drops
3: on my face. Oh yeah, from They were a brand called E-Cooking, which is a really random, I think it's Danish or Swedish. Okay. It's, and it's massive over there, but not here. And it all looks like Aesop, really cool kind of apothecary branding. Nice. Um, but my top tip would be don't get too heavy with it and put it near your eyebrows because I did it and Tim was like the next morning he was like you
1: look really weird what have you done your eyebrows mm. look really orange <laughs> and and I get that problem in my hairline as well yeah. like spongy, oh, yeah. just watch those little side burny bits because yeah I'm often quite orange in those patches
3: yeah, yeah so just be careful not to put it too near your hair everyone agreed anyone meditating at all no because I find my running for me is my meditation yes
2: that is very um, true Harriet not meditating but if no one has yet heard of yoga with adrian although i feel like so many people have I'd really recommend it. Actually, Something I have
1: not. Who is Adrian yeah. and what is Yoga so with? Her
2: like, it's really good. The whole thing has been set up over YouTube for years, so it's not like a lockdown special. Mm-hmm. She's been doing it over YouTube. For, yeah. Gosh, but she's long? feeling smug right now. <laughs> yeah, so ahead of the curve. Yeah, but she's most famous, I think, for her sort of thirty day introduction to yoga. And if you just go onto YouTube and look up Yoga with Adrian, you'll find it straight away. And it the the thirty day intro is designed purely for beginners. I don't consider myself a beginner to yoga. I've done it for quite a long time but it's quite nice sometimes just go back to basics and remind you of all the stuff especially when you don't have a physical teacher in the room Mm -hmm. you maybe don't want to be trying anything too adventurous in case Mm -hmm. in case it goes wrong but yeah, if you haven't logged on and done a session with her, and once you've done the 30 days, there are also loads of different videos for like yoga for relaxation, yoga for meditation, yoga to go to sleep, yoga for energy, Ooh. you know, like everything. So yeah, she, yeah, she's
1: really good. Great. And so Me- yeah, presumably it's a big back catalogue as well, given that she's and going to so long. And it's free, which is so nice. So yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but the way that I have been maintaining my sanity is sort of something that I'm really not proud of at all, which has just been to not even limit anymore, actually just entirely cut my news consumption, which is really counter to how i like to be and who i you know i like to be informed and know what's going on and i just can't hack it actually so normally by the time i get to the office i've consumed like i don't know four different types of news media i kind of flip between bbc breakfast and sky news in the morning and then i listen to a bit of lbc if i'm driving in or i listen to the daily if i'm on the tube so i'm normally pretty informed but It was giving me really close to panic attack, anxiety, actually, for the first couple of weeks. And I'm really disappointed in myself that burying my head in the sand is my coping mechanism. But that's kind of all that works for me Mm. is just to ignore it.
3: You know what, Charlotte? I listened to a really good podcast the other day and I annoyingly can't remember what it was. But it was with an anxiety expert. And she was saying it's exactly people like you who just find it all so overwhelming. Is give yourself or limit yourself to 20 minutes and at the end of the day when that'll be your like allotted news slot Mm -hmm. and often the time comes that when you get to that point in the day you're like oh actually I'm kind of over it now because we'd like read all the news throughout throughout the entire
1: day and kind of stop doing that basically because also what's happening is I've been reading the brief podcast the last few weeks and so I've been ignoring it and been all fine and then it gets to Thursday about 11 o'clock once I've read the brief podcast and I'm like (gasps) because I'm I'm consuming all this horrible news in one go
2: so that's a good idea to I think small
1: doses is probably a wise way to go yeah. it's also
2: worth bearing in mind this thing that I heard a academic say on Radio 4, sort of at the beginning of all of this mass panic, and they were debating what the most dangerous development for humankind had been in the last sort of 10 to 20 years. I fully expected them to say nuclear bombs or I don't know, terrorism or mm-hmm. something. And he, this one professor said he thought the most dangerous invention of the last sort of 15 years was 24-hour rolling news. News cycle, yeah. And that's what yeah. people say. And I thought that yeah. was fascinating. And I think it's probably very true right now. I just and think we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. And so it was last night,
1: Monday, that it was announced that Boris Johnson was in intensive care. And we had Sky News on. And it's just, there's no one knows any new information. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, asking experts and just various different people the same stuff. And it's mostly speculative as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just this, you know, this constant need to be producing news is just creating noise that isn't necessarily that productive Mm. yeah absolutely all right well if you are looking for more ways to stay sane then have a look at the feature on the site other tips included looking after yourself sounds like we're all doing that relatively well committing to something for yourself and creating a daily practice i think yoga is going to be added to my routine Shoppish.
0: Upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Let's talk about fitness now, Tor. We couldn't not with you in the room. Tell us about the running apps that you've been swearing by so far. So as everyone knows, I love running, but
3: I have, I think actually fallen out of love with it a little bit in the last kind of few months, but now I'm really back in it and loving it. And for me as well, being able to spend time outside at the moment is just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm loving it. But there's an amazing virtual run club that I've joined, and it's so clever. You dial in, and it's like a Google Hangout, but it's on your phone. So you turn off your mic and you're on your video, and you're being basically coached through a live virtual session with like 30 other people.
1: It's really cool. Highly so recommend. How does that work? I mean, presumably you're all in different places. You could be anywhere. Yeah, UK, you could be anywhere, world, anywhere,
3: anywhere. So. You, you sign up for a certain time and he does different sessions throughout the week. So like Monday is intervals, tuesday i can't remember tomorrow i'm doing it which is wednesday morning at 7 a.m it's like a kind of intervals for an hour
1: fine so you're not just kind of going for a run with someone talking in your ear he's saying right now you sprint and now you do this and now do that exactly and he has a playlist Ooh. as well so yeah it's it's really professional Fun. it's super cool so what you all tune into the playlist on spotify at the same time or something yeah
3: love that and who it's is really he? cool he called? he's called anthony fletcher but everyone calls him fletch he's one of like london's top running coaches teaches at equinox and kxu
1: and Ooh. it's called one track sounds amazing love that it's really cool there's been a, a kind of mass shortage of at-home gym equipment hasn't there because obviously mm. everybody rushed to panic buy it when lockdown was implemented so what else can we do aside from obviously the online videos what are your tips for maybe getting a bit more creative if you don't have weights at home
3: so the other thing I've been doing mixing up with running is cycles online bar classes but I'm so surprised at how they can recreate it over video
1: with no equipment Lou was talking about a Hardcore's bar classes on the podcast last week and was also recommending them.
3: Yeah. And they say I have actually got some dumbbells that I use, but they they always say if you haven't got them, you can just use a couple of tins or fill up mm-hmm. some like litre or like half litre water bottles. Clever. So yeah, so many options.
2: Harriet, have you been working out at all? I would say apart from the yoga at the moment, no. But about five years ago, I was quite a big runner and then a bit like Utah, I just fell out of love with it. I had like three house moves in four years, and you just didn't get into a routine in that sort of lifestyle. But I was thinking the other day that now might be the time to do the Couch to 5K app, which I've been Mm -hmm. talking about for months. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's so good, Couch to 5K. It's (laughs) NHS-sponsored. It's exactly as it sounds on the tin. It's supposed to take you from... A pretty sedentary lifestyle to running a five k. I think within is it seven or eight weeks? I think mm. it's eight or nine
3: weeks, maybe actually. Okay. Um, yeah, totally realistic. Totally yeah.
2: realistic. And I'm very excited by the news that you run with a virtual coach, don't you? And one mm. of them is Michael Johnson. Who's that? He is the U.S. sprinter that's always on the Olympic coverage in this country on the BBC. Oh, I don't know who he is, but should we? Oh, is, it, is, he's he, is he super cool? Okay. Yeah, he's super cool. Fun. Um So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's still on the. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm hoping he'll be my I'm coach. Too. I, I love that.
1: I think I will do couch to 5k, Harriet, because all of that means I haven't exercised for so long and I'm feeling really unfit and really like I need to start from the basics again.
2: Yeah, that's the hardest part, isn't it? I think when you take time off from exercises, is restarting because you sort of imagine your previous fitness lifestyle, which, you know, Tor will know that I'm a big spin fan as much as she is. And I, and I physically can't spin at home. I don't have my own spin bike. So I'm going to have to come up with an alternative but the alternative is not something that I would normally kind of gravitate towards. So mm-hmm. the idea of starting like right at the top with something quite intense is just never going to happen. Yeah. So. But
3: but Couch to Five K is so accessible because you know it's a run walk combo mm-hmm. which they gradually gradually build up. So I think you know Charlotte, if you felt like you were it was going it was too much, you could just scale it back and do more walking mm-hmm.
1: and you know exactly. And I have been doing lots of walking, particularly, and we're very lucky that the weather's been nice. So that's how I've like been building my strength back up to like be a human being. And and yeah, the running will come so Tor any other tips for people who are feeling demotivated or they want to get out and exercise but you know usually rely on a class to make them do that
3: yeah I'd say that I have a look through Instagram because I the choice has never been better every Mm -hmm. single gym that is shut is offering something on Instagram whether it's a class you have to pay a pound for or a 20 minute session there is something for
1: everyone out there so look because it will make you feel so much better and some great tutorials on the sheer Lux Instagram as well lest we forget there as well Yes, (laughs) great. Well, you also did a roundup of gym equipment. I'm hoping you can still get your hands on some of this. But anyway, maybe it will also inspire listeners to uh, get creative with what they have at home. So do have a look at the feature on the site. Becky wrote a feature last week, which um, I sent straight to my girls' WhatsApp group because there had already been so much chat about this. And it was how to remove your gel nails at home. I'm sure you guys have also seen all the celebrities failing miserably at that. But it got me thinking about at home beauty what the hell we're going to do we obviously touched on fake tan I mean I'm just gonna put it out there I've got a wax situation that I don't know when that's gonna get, <laughs> get sorted so I want to know how you're coping taught you're a religious gel nail person yeah so what happened I, I took them off myself <laughs> did you how did you follow Wait, Becky's advice I
3: actually did it before Becky posted a feature but wow um, so what did you do I just soaked them in acetone and it took like two hours because um, <laughs> I was so t- conscious about breaking my nails and they're mm. absolutely fine. Like they look disgusting because I've got any colour on, but they're fine. And there is nothing worse than peeling off a gel
1: manicure. Like it makes you feel so bad about yourself, doesn't it? It's so skanky. Yeah. So hang on, you soaked it in acetone and what, you just put your fingers in a bowl of acetone for two hours? Yeah. And every
3: <laughs> 10 minutes... I got a nail file and was filing it down. Mm -hmm.
1: Could you not? I have friends whose other halves have played the part of manicurists, so have wrapped in the soaked cotton wool and then the tinfoil for them.
3: You can do that, but I was being frugal and didn't want to waste my cotton wool or my
1: tinfoil. And good for the environment. No exactly. Yes. Ten cotton exactly. buds, not good for the environment. So what are you going to do? You're just going to have bare nails now. Is that not stressing you out? I just feel <laughs> so ungroomed. It's disgusting. I know. Tell me about it.
3: And I have my bleach highlights done religiously every six weeks, and it's due next weekend, and I just feel
1: so gross. I mean, have, um, have you ever seen me look more brunette? Like I don't know what to do about this hair color right now. It's so upsetting. Harriet, you've been experimenting with a fake tan. What are the procedures? That sounds very clinical, rituals? doesn't it? But the, the, rituals, rituals. the beauty, rituals. Yeah, the beauty things that you normally pay somebody else to do
2: that you are now having to. To contend with, bear all of the above. I have to say that in the past, I've been notoriously low maintenance. I don't colour my hair. I sort of resent paying for manicures. I do them myself. And yes, these nails were inspired basically by Becky's feature because the picture oh, on it was yes, so to the orange good. nails, so summery. So summery. And actually at the moment, I find doing them myself very therapeutic. So, yeah, I'm quite enjoying that. But interestingly, with my hair, I had also started to get into more of a routine with that. And recently, I had signed up to VIP and got the fabulous gift which comes with that, which is the Philip Kingsley elasticizer which is amazing and people love it they swear by it I love it too I never tried it before I've heard so much about it it's such a cult product and I thought well now's the time to try it out because if it doesn't work or it doesn't suit me no one will ever know and I am absolutely floored by the results you wouldn't know it today but this is day three so no judgment but honestly every time I wash my hair now I am a gog at the results (laughs) what does it do
1: I don't say I'm a goddess (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I actually am oh <laughs> my goddess.
1: what are the results what it's just no frizz or it's nice and shiny yeah what is it
2: so I wouldn't say shine necessarily but I would say you know when you go to the salon and they blow dry your hair and it's like it's almost a lift from the roots mm. that is so amazing why is like that so how... hard to recreate at home yeah mm. how have they got this like bounce into my hair that makes mm-hmm. me look like one of the girls off suits or something where their hair <laughs> yeah. is just always amazing and I swear that's what it does for me it makes my hair just so much smoother like everything so much feels smoother better yeah fascinating um,
3: anything else wax just me i'm gonna need to buy some veet yeah, I thought for- I yeah. fortunately I had a wax the day before we went into lockdown. Oh, so clever! So I'm okay, but yeah, you're gonna have to sort that out, Charlotte. Veet. Oh
1: God, yes. it's gonna have to be Veet. I refuse to mm. shave down there. It's not happening. So no. it's gonna have to be Veet. I feel like that would probably have sold out. I need to act on that fast.
2: I'm not gonna be the only one who's realizing they've got a <laughs> hair issue.
1: If you could um,
2: possibly stand it, I'm I'm an epilation girl, and I stand by that.
1: You know, I've just never tried.
2: Yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, painful the first Mm. few times but a bit like waxing. I
1: was going to say, if you're used to waxing.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll give it a go. What do you recommend product-wise? I use the Braun Silk Apple 9, which is pretty mid-range, but definitely go for Braun as your brand. There are loads of different kind of variations and packs on Amazon, which are still delivering, so you can still get one. And also, I think Becky did a feature on epilation not too long ago. Was it like two weeks, maybe before we started working from home? So track that one down on the website for all you need to know. Thank Mm. you so
1: much. (laughs) Finally, has anyone got any at-home money tips.
2: Harriet, you you do yours at home? Yeah, I've always done mine at home. Mm. Um, Occasionally, once in a blue moon, if I've got a big event, I'll go and get one done. But I use one of those really retro, old school, like four-sided love buffer those. shiner. I, I love those. Yeah, so I do good. <laughs> I do yeah. too,
1: where it's like buff, shine, whatever. Yeah, yeah but it, it
2: literally tells you what to do. So even mm. if you're a complete novice, like it's really not that hard to work out. Get your own cuticle trimmers. That's another yeah. big sort of plus for me. Essential. Mm-hmm. And then actually in Becky's feature about gel removal, there was a really interesting point in there because I do use the wooden pushers sometimes mm-hmm. just to sort of start moving things around. And there was a hygiene tip in there that you really shouldn't be using those more than Mm. once, which I admit I kind of do sometimes. So That's why they um, use metal
1: ones that, if you have a manicure often, isn't it? Or they throw away the wooden ones, yeah. But
2: a good tip, if you don't fancy throwing them away or you think it's not very sustainable, is to wrap the tip in a really sort of thin bit of cotton wool and then you can obviously just remove the cotton wool and throw that part away and hold on to the actual cuticle sticks. So great tip.
1: I think cuticle oil goes a long way as well. I have really dry cuticles earlier in the year and Becky recommended to me the Jessica cuticle oil, which I have been obsessed with. And even if tutorial nails are bare, a little bit of that Jessica stuff actually makes them look like kind of glossy bare as opposed to Uh, mannish bare.
2: Yeah, so agree. I love cuticle oil. I agree. Mm -hmm. A manicurist once told me that you should apply it. If you have a manicure on. You should be applying it every single night before you go to bed to prolong Mm. the life of it because it's dehydrated nail beds which start sort of to seep upwards in the nail and dry them out and that's what causes more chipping. I mean, Harry, you are like a a
1: nail expert.
2: Beauty Beauty queen. I'm obsessed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, for more at-home manicure tips, then have a look at the feature on the site and I'm sure there will be plenty more to come over the coming weeks. I think we'll leave it there for today. Thanks, guys. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. And particularly in these times, it'll be great to know what you're after content-wise. So let us know. Also, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.